Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello and welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast. I nearly forgot what, what podcast I was doing there. Uh, we are live tonight on Patreon, but it is free for everybody to watch. So welcome along. If you like what you see, then please do join and subscribe to, up to our Patreon. Um, Alan and Jamie join me tonight. Alan, how are you? Good, thank you. You? Yeah, I'm not bad, mate. Apart from I forgot to do my hair, so no doubt it'll be. <laughs> it's, looked, it's looked worse. Uh, I know, I know. Jamie, <laughs> what are you? You've not got any hair. I know. I'm great, thanks, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Good to be on. So if you're watching, uh, please do comment and, and help. I really wish I'd fixed this hair. That is horrendous, by the way. Um, right, on the agenda tonight, we are going to talk, which I don't really want to talk about, but we're going to talk mainstream media. Um, rumours about Katic, we're going to speak about Itten. Maybe go a wee bit into the Europa League as well. Um, so we had a wee chat off air, Jamie, about the whole mainstream media thing. Do you want to kick us off? And you, uh, you're free to name any paper you want. Yeah, you know. I put a tweet out earlier. Just, I just catching up. I had a, 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 it was good having a game on a Friday night. Said yesterday was almost a family day. We didn't talk about Rangers in my house yesterday, so we chilled and we had a nice day. It was a nice night, and then I was catching up last this morning on Twitter and just. It's embarrassing. So I, I had to put a tweet out just to say, like, this is why we are doing this. People should come and support us, support all your other Rangers podcasts, um, because that's an absolute embarrassment which went, went on probably the last 24, 48 hours. So I don't want to talk about Celtic, but some of the stuff that they're saying about them, and then Gerard's back to being a dreadful manager and... It's just embarrassing, and this is why we are doing this for the fans. This is why people should support us and support all the other Rangers podcasts because it's I didn't the Daily Record are a joke, and I'm <laughs> I don't, I'm going to say I'm surprised, but everybody gives us on a bit of stick, but the Daily that's what's happened there's shocking, and I the usual cockroaches have crawled out after I've said 55s hurt them, but there's some wee cockroaches back in play and. The other side of the city, I've got short memories considering what, how they were treated by most of these wee guys, um, or wee old men, um, last year as well. But they're all jumping in the bandwagon and giving them a high five now. So, uh, it's disappointing. Aye. It is, Alan, it is. And we've discussed the mainstream media a thousand times, and it's like recycling old arguments. But, you know, they're quick enough to kind of try and start for your your Graham Spears to your Keith Jacksons to your Hugh Keevans. They're quick enough to try and start these wee wars with what I would call fan media. And what I would describe as fan media is your heart and hand, your four lads and your follow follow, right? The, the other podcasts may class themselves as fan media, but I'm, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. We are not. We are just a podcast. We like to talk about Rangers because we have no inside information. And most of the things I say are wrong. But, but... 
you know, you're, you're, all these people are quick enough to try and start phony wars with your, your, uh, your heart and hands and your four lads. And then they just come out with some shite. See the press, they need nothing. They need a tiny wee smidgen of a story and they will blow it out of proportion. I'll tell you a very quick story. Um, it was about a family friend that, that went on a, it was, it was an SFA run thing years ago. And there was a well-known journalist and a well-known referee. Um, I won't name, name the names, um, but they were sitting at the same table. And the referee says to the journalist, how do you get some of your headlines? And he says, you still battering your wife? The referee got offended and says, I've never touched, I've never laid a finger on my wife. Says, there's my headline in the morning, referee denies wife beating. That's what the mainstream media do. They take the tiniest little thing and they twist it to suit themselves mm -hmm. and they put a negative headline to it because that's what sells papers. That's what gets people to click on, you know, their, their social media links, their web pages. I've had my own personal problems with the, with the media in this country. Um, they are just, they are scum. They, they really are. They will, they don't think anything about ruining people's lives. Um, I, I've got no time for them whatsoever. Um, I could probably go on a rant for similar to Wolf's rant the other night for like 15 minutes and you probably have to interrupt me. So I won't. But I, I just would pay, I would pay no attention whatsoever to what these people are saying. Nothing. I don't. I don't believe anything they print. My granddad used to. My granddad used to tell me the only thing he believed in the paper was the date, and that was only after he checked teletext to make sure. <laughs> I just wouldn't believe anything they say, Martin. Wouldn't believe a thing. And they've always got a tear. They've, they've obviously they're obviously hurt by Rangers at the minute because yeah. of the, the because of the twenty five thousand pound or ten thousand pound whatever one they want to sign up to. So it it suits their narrative to print negative stories about Rangers. You know what? Take it on the chin. Let's move on. We don't need them. We don't need them. I think the saving grace is that fee that we've asked them to pay because we know that they're prop well, they aren't paying it anyway. So how can they come out with a story about Katic? How can they come out with a story about Gerard or a story about any Rangers player unless there's a leak or something like that? Because at the end of the day, they're mm. not in the press conferences asking the questions, they're not there. So it's mm. all second hand stuff that they're getting, which as you know, getting passed down the lines of Chinese whisper, it's diluted. So but I still think society or whatever I'll see a wee article and I was like, when I seen the cartridge one, I was like, oh, right, okay. And then you think, oh, wait now, stop. That's not right. But mm -hmm. people will just continually read that. And when I seen a few folk jump on Twitter saying, aye, that's because it's so accurate. It's not accurate. They, they don't know anything about Rangers now. And that's what's mm -hmm. actually hurting them more than anything. They don't have access directly to the biggest club in the country. And that's why they're going to start making up runners. But they can say what they want because we need to get out there that they don't know anything about us now. And that's the, that's the going thing for them. See if likes of us, right, who aren't involved with the club, don't know anything, right? Then how's a how's a major newspaper who refuses to pay a twenty five grand or ten grand supposed to know anything about the club? There's some there's some, there's some fantastic journalists, but they're Chris Jack, Scott McDermott, just to name a couple. Yeah, who I I do feel sorry for in this whole situation, Jamie. Um, but we discussed it the last time. They have to change in order to get access back with Rangers or just to get wee snippets here and there. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Nah, and the problem you have is wherever these guys are, if that was to happen, it would be seen as biased towards a certain side so they could alienate some of their clientele for the other end. Whatever. So that's the problem with the old firm. It needs to be almost a level playing field. When it comes to mainstream media, but as we know, because of the battles that we've got with certain 
channels or certain publications that it's now becoming biased. I'd say it's becoming biased. And the other side will probably say last year was biased towards them because but when you're not playing well, when you're not doing things aren't going your way, you're always thinking it's against you anyway. However, when yesterday, a 24-hour period was just four or five ridiculous stories, man. And then other wee stories leaking out from the other end of Glasgow, like really positive and just random people talk. It's just... They're, they're giving people a voice that shouldn't really have a voice that telling people are worth 30 million they've scored they've played two games stuff like that, <laughs> and, that. And, and that one that. of all a wee guy sitting probably just done a bottle of whiskey just telling folk that somebody's worth 50 million whatever it's just crazy I know, do you remember that time John Hartson said that Boyata was worth 50 million you know I think he wrote <laughs> that in a paper uh, Alan Stuart, Stuart Keynes put like, newspapers are scared Clubs will follow Rangers and charging them the 25 grand and their papers will go bust. I don't know so much if the papers are scared that other clubs will follow it because, I mean, apart from maybe them, you know, our neighbours could maybe charge that. But there's no other clubs in Scotland that could charge anywhere near that fee for access to their clubs, is there? No, I don't think so. Um, I, I think what's, what's happened with us right now is a one-off. Um, I don't know if... Um, that mob will go down the same road eventually, but they might because you know they they, they seem to be throwing their weight between uh, behind fan led media as well as we saw with the press conference when they announced their new manager. So so they might, um, but I can't see other teams, you know, Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen shutting out the media. Um, when it is, it's you know you mentioned a couple of names there, eh, eh, journalists, and it's a shame for for some people because there are good journalists out there, but they need to be yeah. looking at they need to be looking at their colleagues within other within other eh, media outlets and, and other newspapers, and, and they need to be asking the question why are we shut out here? Um, See, normally, it's, normally it's my dog that goes mental, <laughs> right? so it's nice to be a dog this time. Uh, when they be our Rangers Rabble podcast, I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Jamie, let's look at this accusation by certain members of the mainstream media that uh, fan-led media does not ask the right questions at press conferences, etc., etc. Um, for the, the purposes of being fair and balanced, a bit like Fox News, um, where, where do you stand on that? Because, look, I, I suppose... I'm never going to have a go at David Edgar because I got on with David Edgar really well and I think he really does do a brilliant job. But if you don't think he's doing it well enough, then, then you can say it. That's what you're on here to say. But So what do you what do you think of the job that fan-led media has done so far? It's a, it's a tough one because if you use the example from the other side of the city, right, and that when they announced their new manager and the first question was opened up to the fan-led media mm-hmm. and it was an absolute clown a circus, and I, I, I know a lot of Celtic fans, and they're all they're brand new folk. They, 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 they opened this up to an absolute Yahoo who, and that guy was that manager was like, What the? So, if that was there, that's that could you, you could go that way with our side as well because it's exactly flip a coin, it's exactly same side. But my worry with fan led media, or whatever it is, if because what we want, what I want, right? I'm, I'm trying, I'm struggling to explain myself, what I want is. To talk about the stuff you would sit and talk about, doing the booze over your mates, and that's what we are talking about here. But there'll be questions that might we might come up that the club will only want to answer or will only want to be asked. And my worry is when it goes down the route that we are going down just now is it may dilute it a wee bit 
and then we might not get the questions asked that we want asked or that probably should have been asked. There's a couple of times I've heard some things and I've said, oh, why did nobody ask him about so-and-so? But mm-hmm. look, I firmly believe that Rangers will still be controlling the narrative when it comes to that and quite rightly so. Who, who wouldn't if you were in their shoes? But if you're going to open up to fan media, then you, I think we should. there certainly should be an area for for a few more difficult questions to be asked. I find that sometimes with Rangers TV and all, and it's, it's brilliant, the coverage is excellent, the, the folk are amazing, but sometimes I just think, ah, we could have asked, it's, just a, it's a bit nice sometimes, and yeah, we're, we're not here to criticise, but sometimes it's a wee bit airy-fairy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Listen, the whole yeah. Rangers TV thing, right, um, I'm going to 100% agree with you, I love the coverage on Rangers TV, however, see the, the, the questions, both post-match, uh, post, sorry, pre-match and post-match, um, they're not real questions. It's I think, and I don't know, but whatever Nick asks is probably what Nick's been told to ask. Right? But that's because that's the fans, that's Rangers Channel. So you're not expecting Nick to go, well, I mean, why is Goldson not signed his new contract yet? You need to tell us because the fans want to know. That's never going to happen on Rangers TV. Um, but Alan, should that happen with fan-led media? Or does fan-led media also need to be cautious about the questions they ask? I think fan-led media does need to be cautious. Um, at the end of the day, whether fan-led media have paid their 25 grand or no, Rangers hold all the cards here. You're trying to, they're trying to build up a relationship with Rangers um, and they won't want to damage that relationship with Rangers. So you can understand why they don't ask it, whether it be part and hand, follow, follow, whoever else it may be, Vital Rangers, I think, or well, they were the last season, I don't know if they are this season. Um, you can understand why they don't, because they're trying to build up that relationship, sustain that relationship and have a bit of, you know, make sure the club have a bit of trust in them. But that doesn't mean that it sh- they shouldn't be. The those questions shouldn't be getting asked. The club should be. The club should be willing to answer those questions. I want to hear somebody answer the question as to why Connor Goldson's not signed his contract. I want somebody to be honest with us about Nico Katic. I want somebody to be honest with us about you know who's going to be going out in the in the near future because there's going to be somebody. But there's there's nobody there right now to ask that question. It's not there's nobody. There, sorry, it's not there's no anybody there to ask the question. It's not anybody there with a the remit to ask the question because fan-led media have to be so careful. And it's a shame. And, and I, th- I think that's it's almost like putting a muzzle on. It's putting a muzzle on. Yes, you can come in, you can pay twenty five grand, you can sit in the press box, you can come to the press conferences, but you have to be very careful what you say because if you don't, you'll upset big bad Rangers, and big bad Rangers will put you out. But big bad Rangers have to understand that people want to know the answer to these questions. And we deserve to know the answer to these questions. See, see, whether it be fan-led media that's paid twenty-five grand, or you know, somebody that's paid six hundred pound for a season ticket, one hundred and fifty pound for the Edison House package, and a thousand pound on shares, we're putting our hard-earned money into this club. That might not seem like a lot to, to Rangers Football Club, or you know, you know, people that are making loads and loads of money off of this. See, people that are on twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five grand a year. That's a lot of money. That's where I'm putting my money. I deserve to know these answers. In my opinion, Rangers might think differently. I deserve to know these answers because eventually, if I'm getting pissed about, basically, as we've done before, the whole Sports Direct thing, we'll take our money back. We'll, we'll stop putting the money in until we start getting answers, until start things start getting run the way we want them to be run. So, yes, when it comes to things like fan-led media, the club have hold all the cards, but together as a group, the Rangers supporters, mm-hmm. 
we, we've got a lot of power there. We're just we're sometimes afraid to use it because, as I've spoken about in other in previous pods, we want the club to be successful, and the only way the club will be successful is if we put our money in. But if we want to dry the club out of that money, if we if we want to make that money dry up, we will. So yeah. you're kind of stuck between, between a rock and a hard place there. Just, Alan, you're all the points. I completely agree with it. And has Jamie froze, or is he just really, really good at staying still? I think he might be deep in thought. He's very well <laughs> deep in thought. Isn't he? I mean, that is that is a tremendous. I mean, that's tremendous. I don't know if you there, can there see there that is. on screen, Jamie. There, there's two of them. <laughs> what happened there? Can you see yourself on screen? There you go. <laughs> um, weird. Did you did you hear anything about Alan just said there? No, I thought it was actually Alan's feed that was gone. Was it mine? I was yours. Well, not actually that bad. I've just paid an extra five to upgrade mine. The best broadband Vodafone can get. Basically, in a nutshell, Alan was just saying that what the the fan media has has brought to strike a balance between yeah. what they can ask and what they do ask. Um, but I'll kind of I'll put the same question to you and be as honest as, as you want. Um, how do you rate? <clears throat> excuse me. What Heart and Hand and Follow Follow and Four Lads have done up until now? How would you rate their performance? No, I I, I think they're doing a great job. I, when I, I I still think that they do need to strike a, a, a balance, but I think it's maybe so early early days that they're just hopefully just trying to tentatively get themselves in there and get themselves and be trusted a wee bit more. But um, there's other questions that could be asked. But I, I do understand why they don't get it. But if they stri- for me, and I don't want, I know criticising them because they're the big boys, man. They, they know what they're doing. If you go right back to day one when they started this, what were they start? What were they trying? What was they out? Did they start for? What were they doing? Was it to bring the fans good coverage? What the fans want to hear, or was it to get your slippers on and get a, a, a cigar with the Rangers directors? What were you want? What was out of it? What was we wanting to do? For me, I think they definitely wanted to bring Rangers fans the right coverage because we're sick of the mainstream media, mainstream media, and that's what they're probably getting closer to doing. But there could be other wee questions answered. I think it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough one, man. If you've got that situation, what questions are the right ones to ask without pissing people off? Because you know what, we're fans of the club, so you don't want them to be angry at you for being for doing what you want to do. Because all they want to do is bring the right coverage to the fans. Because we're we're fucking moaning about mainstream media. We don't want to start moaning about the the fan-led media either because they should be the ones we are leaning on because they're the ones I'm tweeting about this morning saying, follow these people, let's get everybody on these guys, mm-hmm. stick up the mainstream media. So it's a tough gag, man. It's a, it's a hard balance in that to find and I think we're probably a wee bit away from finding the right balance. Is it a harder gig than my next uh, barber's going to have? Absolutely. Aye. Just a brush me or a comb. Uh, I tried it. I tried that. Even no. tried gel and everything. See, a, see, a, see, just a clipper with nothing on it. Do yourself a favour. I've went all before. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. So, Alan, how do um, fan? How does fan media strike that balance then? Because you're, and the one thing we know about Rangers is, when it comes to the fans, you are never going to please everybody. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, how do they strike that balance? Uh, I, th- I think it's going to take somebody very brave to answer a tough, to ask a tough question of Gerard or a player or McAllister. It's going to take somebody very brave, or it's going to take a horrendous runny form, and people are going to go into those press conferences 
pissed off for lack of a better phrase. Um, until <laughs> we don't want that. Um, but it's going to take. I think it's going to take somebody very brave to answer a, to ask. Sorry, a tough question, and hopefully that maybe no, no open the floodgate floodgates. That's a bad. That's not the phrase I'm looking for. But it'll maybe encourage other people um, mm-hmm. to start asking the tough questions. And Rangers are going to have to accept that that's what we want to hear. We, we want answers to those questions. Um, it, it's, it's tough. I, I wouldn't want it to be me. I'll be perfectly honest. Um, as I said, as, as we were talking about, you know, these these groups, they're trying to set up a, a good relationship with the club and develop a bit of trust. You know, trust goes both ways. Um, so I, I really, if I was in their position, I wouldn't want it to be me. But if I saw somebody else doing it, I would probably take encouragement from it and, you know, so I don't envy them. I don't envy them. They've got a tough job, um, but you know, they've paid the twenty-five grand. They've got how many ever you know subscribers on YouTube or Patreon that are paying their money. You know, surely the people that are paying the money into them want to know the answer to these questions as well, and they have to represent them. They have to represent their members. So it's it's tough. I'm not gonna lie. Just on just on that, well, well, because obviously I'm really good at my job. Right, so I'm going to segue that right into a wee bit of advertisement. And Jamie, watch what I do here because you're going to be hosting soon as well. Um, are you watching? Are you ready? Oh, I'm you frozen again. We- what? Have you frozen again? Lean in again, Jamie. Just wave your hand and let us know you're all right. Yeah, <laughs> just keep a wee nod. Uh, we are, of course, on Patreon just now, but it is open to everybody. Um, I'm not sure how many people are watching or know about it because I'm terrible with social media. But we are on Patreon just now. If you like the content, you can join for £2 a month uh, where you will get loads and loads of extra content and you will be helping to not only support us, but all profits we make will go to RYBC and the Rangers Charity Foundation. Um, So again, if you're watching that, if you're listening right now on Acast, iTunes, etc., um head that there'll be a link in the description for you to be able to come over to patreon we are of course also on youtube at youtube.com forward slash the rangers rabble if i was clever i would have put the link in the description but i'm not that clever we've just surpassed two and a half thousand subscribers um which is incredible we're getting close to a quarter of a million views which is incredible so thank you everybody for your support so that's how you can go and help support us but enough of the advertising stuff because you're not here for that you're here to um, listening to us talk absolute nonsense about Rangers. So, Jamie, I can't remember. Were you on the post match Dunfermline show? No, I wasn't. I was no, not. Yeah. No, but I was watching. I'm, I'm, I joined I'm on. Such a, I'm such a, such a busy man that I forget who's doing what. Um, I was actually at the game. It was great to be back and yeah. not have to worry about setting stuff up, even though when I get in the car, I put the YouTube on and I was watching, going, he should have said that, he should have said that. Um, but a couple of days now since the game, not going into the game because we have a we have had a post-match show. If you haven't seen it yet, go and check it out. Um, how are you feeling now after the week that they had and then the Dunfermline game? Are you feeling a bit more confident and happy about where Rangers are? Yeah, I think, the, I know it was Dunfermline, right? But I think that performance has just gave us all a lot more confidence, I think. And it, it, that should in the fan, it, that should breed into the players as well because they looked. I just I said that last week. Maybe we just needed a wee game like that to really kickstart our season. And the players will think, "What the fuck have we been doing?" You know, that's a wee guy like Hadji again, man. Right? So they, they looked so confident and as if they've almost went like that. Right? What has been going on here? It's almost like a wake up call. What's happening mm-hmm. here? But mm-hmm. um, 
and I. So I'm feeling a lot more confident. We've had a couple of bad games. We've not been playing that well. I'm hoping we've just been blowing the cobwebs off and it's time to just go now. It's time to start more. I think we've been um, spoiled from last season. This is the problem. We've been spoiled from last season and I think we got off to a flyer last season and that was it. Nobody even grabbed onto our coattails. We've not this season, but it shouldn't matter if we get ourselves back up to speed and we can get on a good run again. Big game around the corner, man. On the 29th, I think it is, isn't it? So, all, all eyes are on that just now, man. We've got a couple of European games before that, but all eyes on the 29th. And that's we've got a good few games prior to that to really get other pe- people up to speed because there's a few players there that are, are ready to go. Hadji, Scott Wright, Roof even looked good again, ready to go. Just need to get with Tavs and we're... Um, Goldson still needs to get yourself up Barisic. to speed. Oh, yeah, Barisic. Um, and Kenty needs to get yourself up to speed. So, a good few games to go, and hopefully the, we can get some more um, minutes and legs and that and get the boys ready for that game, man. That's why I was surprised, Alan, and I don't know if there was anything released before it or after it um, that Kent didn't either start the game and play 90 or come on with half an hour to go because in the European game, he always tries, Kent, right? He never hates. Sometimes it just doesn't come off for him. And I was thinking to myself, if some stuff's not been coming off for you and you've got a game against Unfermline at home, then you play the people who are struggling for form. That's why I was surprised that Kent wasn't involved. Yeah, I was a wee bit too. I, th- I thought Kent could have been doing with the confidence booster. Um, yeah. But the way we've started the season, uh, there's a lot of players there that could have been doing with the confidence booster. Um, John Lundstrom, for example. Um, you know, I thought he had a decent game on on, on Friday night. Uh, the wing backs, uh, the full backs, Bassey and Patterson. You know, I'd I'd be open to giving them a run in the team. It's particularly Bassey just now um, to to see what they can they can give us. Um, so yeah, Kent missing it was a surprise, but so many players could have been doing with the confidence booster. Roof as well. Roof's missed so much football over the last couple of weeks um, for personal issues for him to get back in the team get on the score sheet a couple of times that's fantastic and uh, you know as, as Jamie was saying about it's exactly what we needed after the week we had we needed a clean sheet we needed a few goals that's the positive side of it I hate to be this guy that's going to say it but I'm going to say it because you know that's what we're here for we're here to say tough things sometimes I can't help but feel that it was just a wee bit paper in the cracks um, and I know that there's people not going to be happy that I'm saying that, but for me, we need to come out Thursday night and then a league yeah. game on, on Sunday, Ross County away. Um, we need to come out and we really need big performances and big results yeah. in those two games to prove that we've got over the last week because we all just expected in Fernland. There are division below us, there are a couple of standards below us. Um, I don't... I don't want to be sitting saying that it was, it was, you know, that was it was only the Fermlin and it were, you know, it did paper over the cracks. We need to go over that by beat winner, certainly winning our next two or three games. We need big results. I'm, I'm so glad you said that because once this goes out onto Acast or whatever, or even if I clip it up and put it on YouTube, um, there will be fans of other teams watching, and just so they know, that's how you respond to beating a poorer team by a big margin. What you don't do is you don't go, oh, we're the best team in the world, we're better than Barcelona. <laughs> That's what you don't do. Uh, can, I, can I just say one more thing as well? See, I was just watching, I've got a lot of family, actually my wife's side, they're all Dundee United fans and I think that weekend, there's, there's, proof, 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, week, that weekend there's proven what we're going to come up against this season. Mm-hmm. They don't. Nobody likes us. Nobody liked Rangers winning the league. They were happy for Celtic to win 10, 11, 12. They didn't, they, nobody likes. They tried to kill us and put us down. We're back. We mm-hmm. won the league. These teams are going to come after us because we are the big dogs now. We're the big team. We, they, every, even if we weren't, people still raise their game against Rangers. Dundee United proved that. They've just mm-hmm. proven that over the weekend there. That's embarrassing. I know... Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and there's, I mean, we've not played Aberdeen yet, but I, I fully expect Aberdeen games to be as tough as Celtic, if not, just maybe not as tough, but maybe the second toughest. Then they gonna get papped out off Rafe Rovers. So this is what's going to happen to us all season. We're going to need to really be up for it because these teams want us. They want us. They don't want us to win. Sorry. No, they, they, no, they certainly do not. But Jamie, I'll take the point to you as well. And on Friday, I went. I paid really, really close attention to Patterson because it's the first time I've seen him live. Um, fantastic, fantastic talent. He's going to be a phenomenal player, but I can't get on board with people saying he should be starting over Tav. Just my own personal opinion, I don't think he's good enough yet. And I think, all right, Tav hasn't had the best start to the season, but you can clearly see what Tav gives you when he's 100%. Yeah. I just don't think yet that Patterson's anywhere near that level. I think this season's he needs to be bedded in though I think this is going to be a season mm-hmm. where he, he, he can get maybe 10, 12 starts maybe come off the bench here and there maybe change Aye, formation but, but to say that he should be starting ahead of Tav um, for me though Martin if on form if if Tav plays the next 3 or 4 games and he's struggling again then mm-hmm. he, needs, he needs to come out I, I, He's your captain, yeah. aye, but I think form I think form should dictate it all. And I think because he's our captain, he's had a couple of shakes. I don't think he's been as bad as everybody's made out no, to be, but I think he's a, he's a weapon boy for some reason. But he scored like 19, was it 19 goals or something last season. You can't mm-hmm. forget about that. But I think for Patterson, he looks the part. He's not going to let you down if he ever plays. Is he ready, is he ready to be your number one right back? I probably agree with you. I don't, I don't think so. But could he share that role if Tav is out of form? Definitely. And I think the difference is Tav gets the ball and whips it. Parson gets the ball and hits the byline. Runs that can yeah, cause yeah, so yeah. much more problems for teams. Yeah, Alan Hutton-esque. Yes. I suppose you would say But But Alan, is he ready? <clears throat> because I think as, as Rangers supporters, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here, we are just desperate for a youngster to break through into that team and grab the, the jersey and be first on the team sheet. But we're desperate for it. And there's nobody more desperate for it than me. Um, you've got Bassey on the left. You've got uh, Parson on the right. When you've got a fully flying Bonavarisic and a fully flying Tavernier, I'm sorry they don't start yet. No, they don't. Barisic, if Barisic and Tav are in top form, then Barisic and Tav start every game. Tav had, Tavernier had an outstanding season last season. He was our player of the year by some distance, and that's saying a lot because we had a lot of candidates for player of the year last season, in my opinion, and, and Tavernier ran away with it. Um, but we all know Tab's weaknesses at times. Um, you know, we know that you know he gets caught out at the back post from time to time um, and things like that. But that doesn't mean that he should get dropped just because of that. Because every player's got weaknesses that, that's going to play for Rangers or in the Scottish Premier League. Um, because let's face it, if they were world class players, they, they wouldn't be playing in Scotland. Um, at, at, at right now, that's where, that's where Scottish football is. So we know what Tab's weaknesses are. Nathan Patterson is a great young talent and he will, I think he will be Rangers right back in a couple of years' time. Yeah, Tav's, yeah. Tav's top end of 20s going into his 30s now. Mm-hmm. You know, 
who knows what's going to happen there. He might want a big move at some point in his career. He might, you know, want to stay at Rangers for a few years. Who knows? But anyway, I think Patterson will be our number one right back in, in time to come. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's funny what you're saying there about everybody Rangers fan wants, you know, somebody to break into the team. That that lad's loving the dream. Stephen Kelly's there as well. You know, it's we probably all dreamt about his young boys, you know, being a Rangers youngster and breaking into the first team and being the first name on the team sheet and being a Rangers legend, you know, they, they guys are living the dream. So, of course, we want to see it and we want to see Patterson play and we want to see Stephen Kelly play. But the time has to be right for both of them. Um, and I know that there's a lot to talk about Kelly as well, about, you know, the games, the game time he's going to get during the season. The time has to be right for them. It's no fair in the young lads throwing them in either because if they no. get thrown in the deep end against top quality opposition which we, you know, we might come up against um, in the Europa League and they get whipped, then that, that's going to do more damage than it is good. That's that's not going to be a learning curve. That's going to damage them. So the time has to be right for them. But Nathan, you know, Nathan Patterson will be Rangers right back. He, he is good enough to be you know, on that team sheet. And it'll be interesting to see. We saw it in pre-season as well, you know, Gerard tinkering with tactics and getting Tavernier and, and Patterson in the same team, playing Tav a bit further forward. Mm-hmm. Um I'm surprised they never done it against Malmo, but that's in the past. That's another conversation for another night. Um, you know, so Gerard's obviously looking at options there for getting players like Patterson into the team as well. Um, but the, the time has to be right for him. Has to be. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised though if, for example, Taff has another bad game or whatever, and Gerard goes like, "Okay, we're going to give Patterson a, 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 a shot," and the young guy just takes it and goes. Because that, mm-hmm. that's quite common. Mm-hmm. Um, teams will weed out, or weed out. Players eventually just organically end their time at their club, even though they were maybe seen to be one of the top players because a young guy comes in, gets his chance, and actually plays so well for the rest of that season or for 12, 15 games that the person's a bit like, oh, fuck, I can't get back in the team. Now, a guy like Parson could probably do that if given the chance, but timing's got to be perfect. Timing has got to be perfect. And by the way, the reason I say that is, is because when I watched Patterson against Dunfermline, for all the fantastic um, running forward he does, and he's really good defending as well, you can still see the naivety there, you know. And I just don't want fans to just belittle Tab, get rid of Tab, he's hopeless, he's useless. Get Patterson in. Patterson has one or two dodgy games and all the fans are on his back. You know, that's it's a, it's, a, it's a real issue. It could be a real issue, but if Patterson plays the rest of the season, puts in man in a match performances in every game, then I'll quite happily go to Copeland Road and he can punch me square in the face. Quite happy, quite happy. Hey, there might be a cue. There will be a cue. Um, right, so we, were, we spoke about obviously the mainstream media at the very beginning, and the reason, one of the big reasons the day that that was highlighted on Twitter was because of a ridiculous article done about Nikola Katic, about how he's now unwanted by Rangers. Rangers want to ship him out and get rid of him. Alan, what absolute and complete and utter total bollocks. Yeah, I believe it's crap. Um, I know there's there's people came out and says Katic was well doing the pecking order. He might very well be, but it's only because he's not played football for a, over a year now. Um, you know, we need to give him time to get back to full fitness, match fitness. And that's why I believe he'll go to loan. Um, I think there'll be a short-term loan deal. I think it'll be in Scotland because I think Gerard will want to keep close tabs on him. Um, uh, uh, you know, and he needs to get up to the physical standard of Scottish football. 
but that story in the press and I also saw before we came on I was having a look I also saw another story that I can't remember who the source was um, but the source was saying Katic's agent was in Glasgow last week but allegedly the, the, the conversation was that he has part of Rangers' plans um, you know I'll go back to what I said my rant at the start of the pod I, I don't believe a word that's printed in, no. in, in, in some of these newspapers um, I like Katic I'll be honest with you I like him um, yeah. I, I think I don't, I don't think we have a centre back that's a complete package. We don't have one centre back that is that offers everything, but they all offer something different. Um, and I think Katic might not be the greatest football player in the world, but his physicality, he's good in the air. Um, and I think we need somebody like that because I'm not convinced other centre backs fit that bill. But then you've got people like Balogun that offer pace. And, Aye, you know, listen, Alan, Alan, Harry, so. ha, ha, sorry, Harry Maguire isn't the full package. And he cost Manchester United 80, 90 million or whatever it was they paid for him. You know, Rangers can't afford players who are the full package. How many times have you have you heard that said, oh, if had you had Pacey, wouldn't they be at Rangers? Because we can't afford these players now. Jamie, I'm sorry, and, and I don't ever want to speak negatively about a Rangers player. I really, really don't. But nobody's going to convince me that Jack Simpson is a better option than Carthage. Nobody's yeah. going to convince me of that. He struggled the other night. Uh, it was a bit uncomfortable watching that at times, to be honest, man. He hasn't um, had a lot of football, right? And that, you know what I mean? So I have to put that across because I don't like to slag any Rangers players. It's not the way I like to go. But if you told me we're playing Celtic next week, all your defenders are injured, it's Goldson and it's either Nikola Katic or Jack Simpson. I'm sorry I'm picking Katic. <laughs> I don't know if I would be picking Katic right now, to be fair, because... I don't. He's not. Any, he'll be nowhere near anywhere near a sort of fitness, and I'd be really, really disappointed if Katic is sitting wherever he lives in the Tundra, saying I'm raging or I'm disappointed. I want to move. He's just. Mm. We've just seen him through. I know he's contracted, but we've just seen him through a really major, major injury. Probably one of the worst injuries a footballer can get. So should, I'd be really disappointed if he didn't understand that he needs to maybe go somewhere and go on loan. Mm-hmm. I understand the pride in a player that would say, "No, no, I'll show you. I'll get into that team." It's not as easy as that when you've been out that long. Um, Jack Simpson won, but he did start against. Did he not? He did start against Celtic last season at one point. Anyway, did he not? But mm-hmm. um, he struggled and it was uncomfortable viewing. And I feel sorry for the boy. The only thing I think about when I watch Jack Simpson, he looks like one of these young centre halves who's came up through that under twenty threes, didn't it? And they've been mm-hmm. pampered all their days. And it doesn't yeah. seem rugged enough, and he'll get ragdolled about in Scotland. And he might be perfect playing down south. But in Scottish Prem, fast, rapid, ragdolls. Oh, man, imagine like a big Kyle-style striker up against him. Jeez, oh man, they would just eat him alive. He'd be yeah. whimpering in the corner and that. So I do, I don't want to criticise him either. But it wasn't, it wasn't comfortable viewing the other night. He looked, but then I don't know, man. I know we played really, really well, but I still thought Goldson had a few nervy moments again. So maybe this is all rubbing off on this young guy as well. But. Look at him against Scott Wright. Both came in at January last year. Look at the difference of Scott Wright to Jack Simpson, man. Scott Wright's took it on and stepped up. Simpson mm-hmm. looks like he's struggling just now, but then the whole defence looks dodgy a wee bit other than the two boys out wide, uh, full-back there on Friday. Aye, it's just, a, and, and like I say, and I repeat myself, I don't ever want to speak negatively about a Rangers player. Um, but for me, no, I, I haven't seen anything from Simpson that fills me with the confidence. And look, again, and, and I hope it happens, 
he could just overnight change and become a world-class centre-back. You know what I mean? I, I mean Craig Moore, there's one that done that. Listen, aye, do you know what I mean? And if it does happen, I'll be the happiest guy. And again, I'll go and stand at the Copeland and he can come and punch me in the face. Fuck you know yeah. what I mean? Um, this has gotten two hits at you. <laughs> I know, I know. And you know what? All the guys on the Ravel can get a punch in and all. To be fair, you know I think mean? Jack Simpson's too soft to fling a punch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but aye, so Cartage has gone nowhere apart from possibly out on loan. He's not leaving Rangers, there's no chance of leaving Rangers. Could Alan, and I'm just about to contradict everything I've just said, could Itton possibly be leaving Rangers? Uh, bam, I thought Roof was phenomenal, and I don't care if it's only Dunfermline, Roof looked on a different planet for every other person on that park, apart from Kamara. The Roof was outstanding, but Itton got no minutes. Um, does Gerard have faith in him? I, I think that faith is the faith that he did have his dwindling. Um, look, we all know Morelos is the first choice centre forward. Roof's very close behind him, in my opinion. I, I like Roof. Um, the, the issue with Roof is keeping him fit for you know, 20, 20, 25, 30 games a season. Um, Cedric Itton. I think he struggled to settle in at Rangers. He's been here a year now. It's maybe a bit unfair because he's never had a proper run in the team. He's, to my memory, he's never played six or seven games in a row and, and you know settled into the system and had a chance to develop. But then, who does it, Rangers? Um, you know, you need to hit the hit the ground running because that's what we expect as fans to win every game. Um, he has good games every now and again. We've saw it in the league, we've saw it in, in Europe, we saw it in friendlies in pre-season. So he is capable of having good games, but it's that consistency. He's, as I said, he's he's welded the pecking order for me. He's, pro- he's probably third choice. Um, and Jermaine Defoe would be fourth choice at the minute at centre-forward. So I think I think a big part of Cedric Itton's future is going to be decided in the next couple of weeks with what happens with Alfredo Morelos. Um, if Morelos goes, we probably can't afford to get rid of it and as well without bringing in another centre forward. If Morelos stays, it could probably be in his way out the door because we've got two other strikers behind Morelos that are, that are capable of coming in short term and, and, and playing you know, in, in that position. Um, as I say, I feel sorry for him. I, 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 think, I don't think he's he's had a, a good run at the team. He came in, you know, he didn't move far relatively in terms of world travel. He moved from Switzerland to Scotland, but he came without his family to start with. Mm-hmm. COVID became a thing. So that might have struggled. You know, that might have had an impact on him settling in. Um, but I just, for me, he's not enough, enough since he came in. Um, when he has had a chance, he has to, for me, again, he has to show more consistency. Um, it's not to say he's a bad player, but maybe, maybe Rangers, maybe Glasgow just isn't the fit for him. Maybe just doesn't work. Listen, I mean, it's a hard one, Jamie, right? Because say what you want about pre-season. Top goal scorer on pre-season. And then he's come into the competitive games. He started against Malmo, didn't I think? Did he start mm-hmm. against Malmo? Yeah. Um, so he's had one start. Um, surely in one start, Gerard hasn't seen something in him that he's went, nah, I'm not having him. I think Gerard's what it's from all last season as well, isn't it? And he's seen him in training every single day. So for me, he's never a three and a half million pound striker. I don't think we can afford to be throwing about three and a half million pound. And I think when we signed him at that point, it was last year, it was like a year ago, wasn't it? No, sorry. Think, I'm sure it was three and a half million. I'm sure. Uh, it was, was it, it wasn't uh, January, wasn't it? Last January. No, was, no, it was, it was the summer he came in the same day. Oh, I saw he did. Yeah. 
So he's, Gerard's had his chance to work with him and see him. I just think he's also a, for me, a Jack Simpson style attacker, this new age football player that's pampered and fucking snowflake material and not no not not hard enough for Scottish football and he'll score and he does from time to time look nice and cultured and can bring the ball down and bring people into play but it's just quite clumsy and a bit slow and for me it, this season it's it's for me we, we buy a guy for three and a half million it's he what, what do we do with him like we almost if, if Morelos leaves he almost needs to play because mm. why are we spending this money on a boy that we're no good and if we get rid of him who's going to take him what are we going to how do we get rid? How do we ship a guy like who's probably in a four-year, four-year deal? He is young. That's the only saving grace that we, there could be more to come from if he gets last year out of the way, COVID-wise, get his girlfriend over or whatever. Fucking stop! Shut his Instagram down or whatever he wants to do. But just concentrating football. And that was listen. That was horrendous. That was horrendous. Having having a no. go at the guy. The, 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 sorry, Jamie. The way the fans jumped in tab with him. When I say, when I say the fans, that sounds like I'm generalising it for everybody. But the way a few fans jumped in tab with him for liking something that he probably didn't even mean to like. Nah, right? nah, nah I'm going for you with this one. I, I don't then. think that. I don't think that's that. They'll call me a Rangers da. No matter, I'm a Rangers da. I'm also. So, so, he liked. <laughs> A fucking picture of a Celtic player celebrating a hat trick. Fuck off! No way, Did man. That's disgusting. Oh come on, Chester! The slap of the thumb. You may get away with that, you know. What are they, man? But no, no. Listen, come on. If you don't understand that rivalry, we've all got pals at Celtic fans, and it's a ninety-minute thing, and it can oh, it can go wrong. Right. Right, but that's not right. That's not right, man. That's that was not right. And that, okay, mate, I've made, I made a mistake. He's peace, man. That for me was almost like I was. I, I struggled with him at the best. I think when I seen that, I was just like, that's just typifying. He does not understand where he is, and that's why Glasgow might be the wrong place for him because I don't want to see that. Well, it's not but that's not what I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't want. I don't want to see that either. But I, I want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt because I'm a nicer person than you, right? <laughs> so, so and, and I like it. I, I think he's got all the potential to be a cracking striker, and I really don't want us to give up on him. But I mean, if Gerard knows, obviously, Gerard knows more about football, and he's left tore him day in my whole body. Um, so, Alan, do you see him? Do you see him going? Is there a are uh, we just making too much of this? What do you think is going to happen? It could be a bit of both. Um, and Jamie's a dick. And, and Jamie's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, could, it could be a bit of both. Uh, you know, I, I wonder sometimes if, if the system we play doesn't suit Cedric. And, um, I, you know, he's a, he's a bit of a physical lad. Is he the type of player that, you know, going back to the dream scenario, the Hately McCoy's kind of thing, I see the kind of lad that works better with a partner, you know, he can bring the ball down, he can battle for the ball, knock it onto somebody that's going to, you know, put the ball in the back of the net for six yards, 25 times a season. Um, you know, so is it that we just don't play the right system for him? And if that's the case, why was he brought in in the first place? Um, but sometimes, I get that impression sometimes. Um, and as I say, the the big the big question is will he stay will he go it will depend massively on what happens with Alfie in the next couple of weeks. Listen, if Alfie goes, if, Al, if Alfie goes, regardless, we need to bring somebody else in. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no striker at the club apart from Roof that's as good as Alfie. Well, I never thought Roof would be that central option. I always oh, thought he'd be out, oh. but he, but now 
after I know it's only the firm. I'm keeping it saying that caveat that it's only the, it doesn't matter. He, he can play through the middle and he's played through mm-hmm. the middle all his days prior to this anyway. But so I feel a wee bit better about that. If Morelos did go, well, we have Ruth there, then does it become your second man? And then Sakala, Wright, Kent are around about them, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. you don't, maybe we don't, but I still probably think we do need to bring somebody in. But aye. I'm not even going to ask you, Jamie, whether he's going to be here or no, because you've clearly got a vendetta against the poor guy. So. No, listen, <laughs> so I don't, because he's only a young guy. I don't. I wanted to work for him. I do, and I've seen some wee flashes. I'd all right stuff. He's going against Motherwell as a belter, but I, he's not. He's not a bastard like John's saying in the comments. He's not hard. I, I just don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm not. Jury's out for me with that one. Well, do you know for years, right? When up until I was about. 17, I didn't know what that meant. I, I thought that the jury was out meant that you'd made up your mind. I didn't realise it meant they were still deliberating in the wee room. Still <laughs> decided. You know what I mean? I, I know that. I'm 32. I know that now, Jamie. You know what I mean? You're 32? <laughs> 40 next year. What a yeah, paper room you've had. <laughs> it's, it's the fucking haircut. Anyway, we'll finish, we'll finish up. Um, look, I think we're all still a bit annoyed about Malmo. I, I don't think that's that's not going to go away tomorrow, Jamie, but we're in the Europa League um, and we've just got to make the best of it now. We've got Alish Kat, Alish Kat yeah. on Thursday. Um, they have now, I think they've lost their two opening league games. Uh, they struggled to beat a team with nine men who weren't that good. So, I mean, uh, there's not really much a preview you can do for this because we don't really know much about them. Um, but what, what's your thoughts ahead of Thursday? If I can try and yeah. get an actual question. Um, just another, I think we need to get through it, really. I, I, I think right now, although I said probably the other day, it's about just getting the results in, I think we need to continue the form on for the Dunfermline game. And for what we're seeing or hearing or looking at, almost, I don't think there's going to be, well, there will be a bit of a difference, but we should be able to dispatch of them. Um, I would just—I think the big thing, Martin, they asked the, is where are we, where are we, who plays? So do you, does he stick with Patterson and Bassey, or does Barisic and Tav come back in? That's the big question that I think everybody's asking. For me, I would just go with form. If we think and if we've scouted this team and we should dispatch of them, I think you keep the boys in. But then, right. and then they do well, and then do you keep them in against County, and then and then all of a sudden the old firm's on you and Barisic and Tav have to get back in the team. Then what do you do? So that, I didn't even answer your question, but uh, I don't know. No, you never answered my question. <laughs> we'll beat them, I. We'll beat them. <laughs> Alan, yourself? I think we need to beat them, and we need to beat them quite comfortably on Thursday night. Um, I, I tried to do a wee bit of research on them, but there's just there's no lot out there. Um, I, see, I did see one pundit, I can't remember who it was. It might have been somebody from Armenia, actually, now that I say that, um, mm. who said that taking, a, taking Wales's corner key the extra time is perfect preparation for playing Rangers. See if that's true, we're in big fucking trouble. <laughs> um, I think we, I think, I think we need to beat them. I, I would want to see us score six goals and no conceding Thursday night. Um, and I think we we need to be able to go to the away leg and be comfortable and not have to use energy that we shouldn't have to use because it's a long travel. I hate saying that. I hate using that as an excuse. No, we've got a long we've, we've, we've got a long travel before an old firm game. But it's true, we have got a long travel before an old firm game. Um, so, yeah, beat them. I think we've all beat them. We should beat them. As I say, if we can't beat a team like this, no, we probably thought that against Progress as well a few years ago. 
Um, but if we can't get past this, then we have got serious issues. <laughs> Massive one. It's true. It's true. I'm actually, I've just received audio um, from the Football Kentron podcast, which is an Armenian podcast. Um, so I'm going to do a wee midweek clip on, I'll put it up on YouTube. The guys have kindly done that for me to let me know a bit more about Alice Kurt, so that'll come out in the, the next coming days. Um, it always breaks live with us, doesn't it? Everything always breaks live. It's a um, place to be. Place to I, I was trying to get it on while you were talking there, but StreamYard doesn't just support an audio only. So, um, Jamie, the, the Europa League, it's not the end of the world. Um, what's the minimum objective for the Europa League? Because I don't think, obviously, just making the group stages isn't enough. Just qualifying from the group stages. Is that enough, or do we have to try and go one step further than what we did last year? I think if you're looking at progress, then you need to always think about going a step further. If we were thinking we were wanting to go into the Champions League this season, and we were confident in doing that, as we were, and we were wanting and confident in getting to the group stages, then you've got to be thinking you could get yourself close to the quarters of the Europa. If, you thought we were, if we thought we were that good. So that's where I am still, then. If we're not going to get to the group stages of the Champions League, then think about the quarters of the Europa or the. Uh, but get, for me, I get to the groups and get out of the groups. That's what I think. But another step beyond where we were last season would, be, would probably be progress. I think. But that's it. I'm not. I'm not be putting anything else more on here about that because we're going to win it or whatever. <laughs> no. Can I say we're going to win it? You've said that, Alan. Alan, do we have to win the Europa League? <laughs> No, I agree with you. I think it's. I think we need we need to go a step further. You know, we've, we've been last sixteen a couple of years now. Um, we like to think that we're capable of being a Champions League team, so we have to be in the mix at the later end of the Europa League. Look, I, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to dampen everybody's expectations again. We are not going to go through a Europa League group stage unbeaten we, again because last season, much like the league last season, that was incredible. Uh, the chances of that happening again are very slim. So if we lose a game, I'm not going to hit the panic button. We need to get out of the group, though. Um, and for me, it has to be quarterfinals, bare minimum. If, 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 terrible situation, but if we finish third in the group, do we drop into the Europa Conference? I have no idea. I never thought to look that up. Mm. But I'll tell you what, if we're, if we're in the Europa Conference, I want to win it. Uh, well, you've only got, I think, is it Roma and Tottenham that are in that? I don't think there's yeah. any other teams. Any other teams. What's the point, man? I don't even get the point of it. I was at the football the other night and I says, why don't they scrap the Conference League, call the Europa League the UEFA Cup again, and bring back the Cup Winners' yeah. Cup? Yeah. Bring back the Cup Winners' Cup. But, I, but listen, guys. See, as Rangers fans, we're probably quite nostalgic when it comes to that. So, uh, I mean, even, even with that, the Cup Winners' Cup's better than some kind of conference league, isn't it? I know. Right. The, no. I, I think the, the problem with the Cup Winners' Cup is most Cup winners finishing their top four in the league and the Champions League, the money's always going to win it. I so, the, the, right. the, Cup winners, the Cup Winners' Cup wouldn't become a competition about Cup Winners, it would become a competition That's about right. who finished seventh in the league anyway. So, it might as well be a Europa Cup. Uh, anyway. <laughs> The Champions League isn't a competition about the champions of each country. No, absolutely not. No, it's, yeah. it, it, it's, it's I, one of the things I hate we're, about it. We're going to yeah. finish there because I am dying for a smoke. So we're going to finish. Jamie, Alan, guys, thank you very much. No worries. 
Thank, thank you. you to thank you to all probably about eight people who watch us on Patreon. I really do appreciate it. Um, if you're watching this and you like it and you haven't subscribed to Patreon yet, then please do. It's two pound a month. Key, I go for two pound. If you don't like it, it's only two pounds less than a cup of coffee. Subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash the Rangers Rabble. You can find us on Twitter at Rangers Rabble. How did I nearly forget that? Uh, Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Cheers Rabble. And Alan, Instagram is? Yes, we have Instagram. I can't remember. <laughs> Just search Rangers Rabble. <laughs> Just search Rangers Rabble. Yeah, Martin, you said that the other day as well. I know, but he's in charge of Instagram. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for watching. Sorry, guys. And we'll speak to you again very, very soon. Cheers. Podcast Network.